Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen coming to you from the bunkhouse at our training facility here in Weatherford, Oklahoma. And I am actually recording this on January 1st, New Year's Day. And it is uh, a cool but beautiful day here for the first day of 2024, which I cannot believe it's already 2024. Um, You're probably listening to this the second week of January, second or third week of January. Just thinking about all the opportunities and everything that's coming up in 2024. And, you know, the last couple days spent some time reflecting back on 2023 and thinking about the things that that we accomplished and and some of the things that I fell short on, which if you don't fall short on a few things, you just didn't set enough goals. And uh, one thing I'm going to talk about today is that for this year, and I'm going to talk about some horses that I've been working as well. So I've got some, the horsemanship part of this is coming up shortly. But one of the things for this year I've, uh, for this year, I picked one word to focus on because I think sometimes when we set our goals and we make our lists, in reality, it's, it's somewhat unattainable because we, you know, we're motivated for the new year and motivation is great, but motivation is also worthless without discipline. And Discipline doesn't do you any good unless you actually have the time allotted to do what you need to do. I mean, you can set a goal to do this, this, and this, but if to do those things, it's going to take X amount of time and you only have half that amount of time, it's unrealistic. And what happens when we do that, then we get disappointed, we get frustrated, and we give up. I mean, that's why most people's diets don't work. That's why most people's exercise programs don't work. That's why most people's goal setting doesn't work. Because a lot of times when we're really motivated, we set goals or set too many goals. And we just physically, with the time we have allowed, we can't accomplish it. And I've changed a lot in the way that I set goals over the past, you know, especially in the past 10 years, because I understand that a goal without a plan is just a wish. Well, motivation without discipline is unrealistic. It's not going to happen. You know, you have to, you have to be able to write down what it's going to take to accomplish that and what you need to do to accomplish that and be able to commit the time. And I'll give you one simple example. This last year was the least I've ever roped 
in the past probably 50 years, probably since I was about nine or 10 years old. Well, no, even longer than that, because at that time I roped all the time. Maybe not off a horse, but I was roping something constantly. So probably even back to where, probably in the last 52 or three years. And it was just simply, you know, my schedule was full. My number one partner is Wade, my son, and him and Gentry were having a baby. And they were, they're building a new house. They're working on that. That's going to happen this year. And, you know, their plate was full. And so was mine. And, you know, it's okay that that's the way it was last year. But, man, I missed it. I missed it a lot. And so this year, I, I've set things up differently to where I'm going to be able to commit the time to practice and I've got to commit some time to be able to go compete. Now that's really and truly the thing there is I have to work around my clinic schedule and most of those events are on weekends but the good thing about the ropens especially down in our country is about any day you do have open you can probably find one to go to especially spring, summer, fall. So I'm going to make it to where I can do more of that and schedule some of that in. You know, I've got probably, I say this, I, I said this on an earlier episode, I think I've got the best horses I've ever had. And as a whole, I think that's true. There have been these horses that I've got, none of them are at the level that say Hannah's two A-team horses, Annie and Doc, who were half sister and brother going through high school, junior high, high school, and in there. And even, uh, and Annie, she just retired Annie this year. Annie's 21 and she has been outstanding for a long time. Boone is, Boone is Annie's son. Boone's out of Annie. And we have another mare we call Jane that's out of Annie that, um, Hannah just picked up to take back and, Boone is by um, Streaking Boondocks, and Jane is by Slick by Design, two horses that I just totally love. And so, you know, we're going to have some offspring of hers that's going to be really fun to ride. You know, I've got three or four others and on top of Boone that are just, you know, all they need is the runs. All I need to do is back in and progress them daily and make that commitment, but I got to give myself the time to do it. It's one of, I'm just like everybody else. If I'm in a hurry to get it done, I'm better off not even starting. It's like John Buckingham told me when I was in college and I was just a very aggressive college kid (laughs) and not very smart. And when I came rushing through the barn one day to catch this mare that I was riding for a lady there in Casper, Wyoming. And this mare had been bucking for two weeks. And John told me, Phil, if you're in a, if you're in a hurry to catch that mare, you'd be better off not catching her. And I've told that story before. And of course I didn't listen to John because I was really smart, you know, because I was in college, you know, everybody in college is super smart. And, 
you know, and I say that sarcastically, I was just, I, w- I thought I was way smarter than I was. But, you know, I have to give myself the time to go do it. I mean, I need to, if I'm going to work, if I'm going to go rope on a couple horses, I need to allow two and a half, three hours and get the progression and enjoy it. You know, it's one thing that I wrote down on my goals under the under the personal heading. I told myself that every day I want to want to start my day with gratitude, be thankful, and then along with that enjoy the journey. Because with everything we do with our horses, anytime we let it get to a point where we're not enjoying it, I promise you they're not either. And thankfully, a bunch of the horses I rode, early, especially early on in my careers, thankfully they can't do a podcast because they would be putting me through the ringer. Not that they wouldn't be dogging my work ethic because I tried hard, but there were a lot of times I was in a hurry. There were a lot of times I was frustrated that they didn't keep up with me in the progression of our training. And, you know, that's one of the things with everything I do. I want to, this year, I want to be disciplined in implementing my systems, in implementing my plans, and I want to enjoy the journey. Because here's the thing, whatever you're doing, understand that if you're not enjoying the journey, you know, it, you're wasting your time. If it's if it's a passion that you've picked. Now, if if you're, you know, I've done a lot of crappy jobs. You know, like Hadley Reed, a good friend of mine says, sometimes I've had to do what I didn't want to do so I could do what I wanted to do. And that's so true. So I've done a bunch. There ain't anything on this place, any crappy job that I haven't done. And I'm not going to say I always enjoyed the journey. But at the same time, I promise you, I have friends and I know people that are in wheelchairs that for whatever the situation was, say they've lost the use of their legs. Well, I try to remind myself every day, like I've had a really sore knee. I tore some stuff up in my knee and I've got some... I go this month to the knee specialist, kind of figure out what my options are. And it's been, I've been doing a lot. So it's been sore in the evenings and in the mornings. And, but, you know, I remind myself how lucky am I that, that I'm able to stand up and it just be painful or uncomfortable. And, you know, there are some people that can't do that. So if I'm standing there cleaning a stall or I'm feeding or I'm doing whatever, the fact that I can pick up them buckets and walk, even if I do have a little bit of a limp or I'm favoring that knee a little bit, how lucky am I? I mean, how lucky am I? You know, and I've been, I've been riding, you know, colts since I was in my early teens riding them for the public since 1981 when I was 16 years old. And, you know, I'm physically in, for what I've done, I'm physically in great shape. 
you know, I can always be in better shape. You know, my stomach's getting a little soft and it's a little easy. It's, it's real easy for me to sit down and eat a piece of pie with ice cream. I like it a lot, <laughs> but you know, within, and which is fine within reason, it's all about moderation, but you know, you gotta, you, you, you gotta look at enjoying the journey. Just like when I'm doing the things I really don't want to do, I need to remind myself how lucky am I to get to do that. You know, it's with my horses talking about discipline. You know, that's my, at the top of my planner on each page at the top of my planner for this year will be the word discipline in quotations and underlined. And I'm going to have it at the top of every page. So it reminds me, be disciplined. Keep the promises you make to yourself. Keep the promises you make to yourself. And, you know, we had a post out prior to the first of the year when it talked about keeping your plan simple. Sometimes we think our plan needs to be more elaborate, uh, more complicated. Uh-uh. It really doesn't. Keep it simple. Keep it to where with your discipline, you can commit the time you need because really and truly it all comes down to time. If you have time, you can achieve it. But if you don't have time, it's just like at the end of the day, if I'm out of time, I'm out of time. Doesn't matter how bad I wish I had more time. So my list, I'll tell you something else I did, even with my planner. My planner used to be one page would be that for the whole day. Now on my planner, I've got, it actually has three days on each page. So it'd be like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The next page would be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And there's only about a third of a page. Maybe it's a half page. I think it's a third of a page though. To put your list for that day. And you know what it's made me do? It's made me prioritize. It's made me be more realistic. You know, if I need an extra piece of paper for my to-do list, it's easy to throw a, a piece of paper in there where I add some things. But, you know, be more realistic time-wise because I need, I, need to, I need to be able to commit to what those goals are, what my plans are. Because here again, it's all about implementing the plan. You can have any goal you want, but if you don't have a plan to implement with it, it's worthless. You can have all the motivation in the world right now. Everybody's real motivated on January 1st, right? Everybody's thinking about this year. Everybody gets excited about it. The holidays are behind us. You know, it's just a great time of year, but it's all about discipline. It's all about discipline moving forward. You know, are you going to are you going to give yourself the opportunity to commit the time to the things that you want to do? And that's that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal cuz that like I've always said, at the end of the day, you, me and Superman all have 24 hours in our day. And you got to give yourself time for socializing. 
You got to give yourself time for family and friends. You got to give yourself time to rest. You got to recharge your batteries. You know, I rarely sleep eight hours in a night, but you know, a lot of times I'll get six hours of good sleep, maybe seven hours of good sleep. You know, and if I get six or seven hours of good sleep, I'm rolling. I'm good to go. Well, you have to allow that and you have to be, don't feel guilty about it, right? Sometimes, sometimes our biggest limiting factor is feeling guilty about being good to ourselves. You have to take care of yourself. You got to be good to yourself. There's, there's, you don't have to torture yourself to be successful. You got to be smart with your time and you got to be disciplined and committed enough to give yourself the time to complete the tasks that are the most important, right? And most important is, you know, call it the three F's, faith, family, and friends. Start with that and then go from there. I mean, you know, it's, it's all, it's just, it's all in perspective, it's all about your perspective and how you look at things. And, you know, so mo- moving on from there, I'm going to talk about the horsemanship side of it and some things that I'm going to be more disciplined on this year than I've ever been in the past. And I think in the past, I've been pretty good at some of these things. But like I've said, if you've been to one of my clinics and I preach this, pretty good isn't good enough anymore. You better, you better be striving to be really good at whatever you're doing, because just like with my horses, you know, it's all about stop, rate, turn, you know, pick any discipline. I mean, to begin with, I have to have that. I have to be able to stop my horse. I got to be able to transition my horse meaning speed up or slow down speed up slow down so you know transitions stop rate turns you know keeping my horse soft in their turns keeping their shoulders freed up that front end freed up i'm going to work a lot more on being really really disciplined to where When I start each day, I remind myself, okay, what can I do to help this horse be more connected with me, be softer and smoother in their stop, be softer and smoother in their transitions, in their rate, in their turns? Well, one of the big things there is, is me letting myself slow down and be patient. Anybody that really knows me and has ever been around me while I'm training horses would would understand that that is is and always has been a huge challenge of mine because like I told a guy the other day that called and had some questions when you're training we were talking about training horses for the public and this is something that he was getting, you know, was looking at getting into. And I said, you know, when we were talking about it and there were some comments made about, you know, people doing this, people doing that. And 
I said, well, when you're riding horses for the public, and I mean, this is, this is just an analogy, but it's a little bit like waking up every day with a gun to your head because you feel like, and most of it's self-inflicted, but you feel like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta, you know, we gotta get better. We gotta get better. We gotta be better than we already are. Cause it, wherever you're at, when I was training, you know, when I was training full time for the public, which I don't do anymore, but when I was full, whenever, you know, there were horses in every nook and cranny, every stall, they were all over, you know, every place where I could put when I had a horse. And you wake up every day thinking, man, I got to hit the ground running. I got to get through all these horses. I got to get them better. And no matter where they're at in their training, you still feel like they need to be better. And, and which isn't all bad, which isn't all bad because that drives you. You know, you need to be driven. You need to be conscientious of the progression of those horses, because if you're not, and you're not getting the progression, you won't have to worry about riding horses for the public because you'll be out of business. I mean, I've got great customers. I've had great customers for a long time, but that was because you get results. And if you, if I didn't get results, there's no way I would have survived in that business for 40 years. No way. Nobody likes me that much that they're going to let me continue to ride their horses and not give them their money's worth. There is, there's not a person out there that likes me that much, right? It's just the way it is. I don't care if it's whoever, pick any, pick one of the top trainers, pick, pick an Ashley Schaefer, you know, phenomenal trainer, phenomenal horsewoman, phenomenal person. But it's all about results. You know, if Ashley's riding a horse for somebody and and they didn't feel like they got the results, they, they don't come back. That's just, I mean, they might come back once and give you a second chance. But if there's a, you know, if it, you know, you, you all get my point here. I mean, it, it's all about what have you, what have you done for me lately? And, and I totally get that. I totally get that because just like this last year, I had a lot of contract work done on this place, whether it be, oh, shoot, any, anything, everything from getting a carport built to some loafing sheds to a porch on the front of our house to, you know, and it was all contractors. Uh, there, there's, well, I mean, there's one of them for sure that'll never work for me again you know just just because of the quality of the work i'm not going back you know and there's and i mean it's not really just one really what it turned out to be was through all the ones i had there there's one set of contractors that basically if i can get them they're going to do everything you know and so nothing against uh, all them those other contractors i like them I like them, good people, but the quality wasn't, you know, what, what I, what I thought it would be. So you, you know, that happens. I mean, that's the way it is in the training business. 
you know, and don't, don't get me wrong. There's people that have quit me too, that for whatever reason they weren't. Now, some people that bring you a horse, I mean, they're looking for a reason to be unhappy. And, and that's just the way it is sometimes, you know, that's just the way it is sometimes, but that's not the majority. The majority are so good to work with. I mean, you know, like I said, I had great customers for so long. It was just um, really, really, really good people. You know, like I've always talked about, there's so many good people in this industry. But, you know, like when you're training for the public, you really need to be aware of that discipline. The discipline of letting yourself have the time with each of those horses you have in training. And that discipline of doing that kind of determines what you have left, you know? So you got, you have to keep that, you know, you have to keep it realistic based off the time you have available. Now, you know, the longer you get to hang around in this business, and the longer you get to hang around in the horse industry, you know, obviously everybody that's listening to this, I promise you, when you look back over your, the year of 2023, there are, there are lessons you learned. There are things you learned. There are victories you had. There are, you know, r- bunch of really, really good things that happened. And there's going to be a group of things that happened that are probably, that were probably fairly undesirable or really undesirable. But here's the thing with that. It's all good as long as we learn from it. You know, learn from your experiences. It's like one guy that called and was talking about he was wanting to progress his horsemanship. He's a businessman. He raised a family. And now it's he's in a position to where he can commit more time to this passion for him. And he and I had a long conversation about it. And I said, you know, the thing is, a smart guy, you can tell. Anybody that's run a business, been in business a long time, they're a thinker. And the thing is, we talked about knowledge. Knowledge is super important. You got to have the knowledge, but the knowledge is worthless if you don't have, if you don't know how to apply it. If you don't have a system of application, the knowledge you have about your horsemanship, about your training is worthless if you can't apply it in a way that your horse understands the response you're asking for. So always be thinking about that. You know, there's a lot of people that are really, really knowledgeable about our industry. What gets us sometimes is the consistent, disciplined application of our system. See, because consistent application, which comes from discipline, is what creates great repetitive results. When you consistently apply your system, you're going to develop that consistency of understanding with your horse. Along with that comes confidence. And at the end of the day, that's what we got to have. 
when you're confident and your horse is confident, it's game on. It's game on. So just a few things for you to think about today. It's the first part of the year. Hey, I tell you what, this year, let's just crush it. Just make up your mind. We're going to crush it this year. Because, you know, starting now, keep track and then see where we're at in the end of the year. And I bet it's going to be really, really good. I'm planning on it being really, really good here. I promise you that. So I got to get off here. Have a great week of training. God bless each and every one of you. And as always, today and every day and all this year, let's be our best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhavenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhavenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.